Welcome to the One Church Podcast. In this podcast, our prayer is that you'll encounter content that will instill hope, fortify your faith, offer practical real-life insights, spread the love of Jesus, and inspire you to fulfill your unique purpose. Now join us as we listen to this week's message. Praise God. In the past weeks, uh, we've been hearing about the unseen and Georgie came with a little twist and he came said uh, he's want to preach about the scene battle, you know, but I thank God for the unseen and the scene battles. Amen. And we've been made aware of things that's happening behind the scenes. Amen. But because sometimes we live in a, in a way that there is like, we live like and there is no difference between us and somebody who's not a believer. We don't really live like there is something beyond us. There, is, there, is, there are angels charge over us. There is forces against us. Sometimes we live like everybody else. And everybody's scared. You're scared. Everybody in your work is scared about something. You join the bandwagon, right? You join the pity party. You join everything else. You're not aware that there's great God chasing after you. You forget there are angels standing around you with swords pulled out. Amen. Hallelujah. And we forget who we are. We forget whose children we are. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, um, our very own Sarah, who was on the base, she was standing in the back and God showed her a vision. And she saw a vision. I don't know if this was shared in the church. Pastor, she mentioned it. I don't think so. Uh, so she saw a vision where there were a whole bunch of angels with the swords drawn. And on the other side, there was this dark images. And they were ready for battle. And she saw this vision and she sh shared it with a few of us. And I believe that was just a preview of the reality that's happening. Amen. That's just a preview of the reality that's happening. Amen. And so we heard of what's happening around us. But today we're going to try to get into, so what do we do about it? How do we fight? Amen. So we're going to. Maybe prepare ourselves to uh, fight, get ready, and prepare ourselves to live on this earth. Amen? And live a victorious Christian life. Amen? So if I, can I ask you for your attention uh, for another 30 minutes maybe? Put all distractions aside. Put your phones on silent. Put it away from you. If you have notifications on, you should not have your phone with you. Unless you have the ability to turn off notifications and just have the Bible app, you could keep it. But if not, please put it away. It's, it's, we are in the presence of God. We, are, and we come here with reverence and fear and trembling. Amen. We come to worship a God that is bigger than all these things. Amen. Bigger than anything you see. Amen. Hallelujah. And many times I quote this example. You will not be sitting here if the president comes here. You will not be sitting here the way you are sitting if just the, the governor comes here. You will have respect. You will have reverence. You won't be sitting. Your posture will be different. Your attitude will be different. Just because a government official came. Just because the, the collector came. Just because a minister came. Amen. You will be like, oh, imagine a celebrity came. Oh my God. You'll be all attentive. Amen. But we forget. Every Sunday morning we come here. And the presence of God Almighty is here. Amen. There has to be a little change to our posture. Amen. Little shift in your attitude, in my attitude, in what we expect. Amen. And when we come with expectation, guess what? God will do his thing. Amen. Where is our treasure? I think Pastor Georgie mentioned this morning, what are you craving the most for this morning? Are you craving for him? Amen. If you're craving for him in the next few minutes, he will speak to me. He will speak to you. He will show up in this place. He will set us free. He will prepare us for this battle. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So as I was thinking about this great battle 
Uh, and um, I was turned or I was uh, led to study on the, the kingdom of God, right? What is the kingdom of God? And just look at a few parables uh, from the Bible. Uh, so I believe the Holy Spirit has a purpose and plan. And I've, I've been hearing testimonies that every week when they come here, they hear God speaking through the servant of God. Doesn't matter who it is, but our God is faithful. Amen? Questions in their mind, uh, things that they're going on in their journey. The prayers are answered. Me and Stan constantly, we have this conversation back and forth. We'll teach a foundation class, and we will teach about five, six verses. And like few of those verses are quoted by the servant of God here. Amen? And that is... Our, that is only happens because God is in this place, amen? And the Holy Spirit is in control, amen? Hallelujah, our God is in here, amen? Hallelujah. So I believe God has a plan for today. If we can be attentive, He will speak to us, amen? Hallelujah. So we're going to read the, study the parable on, of the weed and the weed. If you can turn your Bibles to Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. Everybody's there? Here is another story that Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven, listen, the story is about Jesus is giving a story to explain what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Amen? The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted a good seed in his field. But that night, the workers slept. His enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmers, workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted the good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this. And the farmer exclaimed, should we put out the we pull out the weeds? They asked, no, he replied, you will uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds and tie them into bundles and burn them and put the wheat in the barn. I feel bad for those people listening to that. It was like, <laughs> did you guys get it? If you, hear, have, if you heard this and you studied about it, you probably know. But if you're hearing it for the first time, it's like confusing. What is he talking about? And that was the end of the parable. Okay, weed, wheat. And uh, don't pull it out, leave it alone. It is a little confusing, right? How many of you are hearing that, this parable for the first time? I know, it's okay. You don't have to. Your Sunday school teacher is going to get in trouble then. <laughs> it's all right. But it was a little confusing, right? So, uh, it's just like some of us, the, the cr crowds dispersed and then the disciples were like, uh, I don't know what he was talking about. So, <laughs> so, if you go to verse 36, you're not alone, all right? So you're just in line with the disciples. If you're confused, you are just in line with the disciples. So don't feel bad. Come on, guys. It's okay to smile. Okay. Scroll down. You can scroll down. If you have a paper Bible, just flip or look for verse 36. Then leaving the crowd outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, Lord, please explain. What are you talking about? Right? Please explain the story of the weed and the fields in the field. Then Jesus replied, the son of man, pay attention. The son of man is the farmer. So who's the farmer? The son of man. Who's the son of man? Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world. 
And the good seed represents the people of his kingdom. The good seed represents the people of his kingdom. And the weed are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. So there are two people uh, sowing seeds, right? Good seeds are sown by Jesus and the evil is sown by the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. Amen? And the harvesters are the angels. How many of you believe we are living in the end times? Amen? If you've been going to church and if you've been reading the word and if you studied and understood what second coming is all about and to look for signs in the world, patterns in the world, how things will escalate. How the birth pains begin, how all that stuff happens. If you are aware of all those things, you will be also aware today that we are very near to the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are very close to that moment when we will be caught up in midair. Amen? Hallelujah. And our bodies will be transformed in an instant. Amen. And we will be caught up into a place where there is eternal freedom, there is joy and happiness. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll be caught up to a kingdom that is beyond our worries, beyond pain, beyond suffering. Amen. Hallelujah. We get to leave everything behind. Some of us are not very thrilled about that. Our cars, our motorcycles, our our, our homes, we get to leave everything behind, you know. I know it will be a sad day, but I'll challenge you and I bet you what we are getting is way better than what you could dream, think or imagine. Amen. What we are looking forward is much bigger than all these things. Amen. Hallelujah, some of us are in this earth are going through pain, are going through struggles, are going through fire, amen. And for those of you, amen, when this happens, amen, you get to drop everything in a moment, amen, hallelujah. Every pain will be gone, amen, hallelujah. Every suffering will be gone in an instant, amen. Then it will be you and the creator with his family, hallelujah, in the heavenly places. What a great day that is coming, amen. And that is the day that we were talking, we were reading about in this parable. Where the harvesters, the harvest is the end of the world and the harvesters are the angels. Verse 40. Just as the weeds are sorted out and burned in fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels. They will remove from his kingdom, everything that causes sin. All who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen. And understand. Amen. I asked you to pay attention. But I wanted to remind you. Even though as we are reading the word of God. It is powerful. It is life changing. Amen. It opens our minds. It opens our hearts. It is powerful. Amen. So let all our ears. Open today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Let every blinders be removed in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord open our eyes today Lord. Pray that in your heart. Open my eyes Lord. Open my eyes. Open my heart. I want to hear you. I want to know more about you. I want to grow in your knowledge of you. I want to be ready for thy coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor C uh, came before, after worship, and he was like, I'm going to call two groups of people. I'm like, don't tell me he's going to take my message away. Uh, because the, here we read in the two groups of people. You know, there is only two groups of people in the world. Amen. There's only two groups of people in the world. One belong to, yeah, one belong to the kingdom of heaven. 
and another group belongs to the kingdom of the devil, right? I want you to pay attention to this. There is nothing else in between. So you either we are part of the kingdom of God or we are part of the kingdom of hell. Amen. Let that soak in for a moment. There's only two groups in this world. I can be part of the kingdom or I can Let me make this clear first of all. The devil, the hell the place like hell we read in the chapter that was not created for you and me let me make that very clear hell was not created for you and me it was created for devil and his minions that was the wrong term maybe i think blame passes i think he used the word <laughs> devil it was for his devil and his servants a place called hell is created god created hell amen and some of us think like why would god create hell why would god send people uh to a place that is uh like burning and 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 gnashing of teeth and pain and all this it's a it's a scary place worst of worst of all the prisons that we have known about it is worst worse than all these things we've ever heard of uh in our life on this earth right this, the the worst prisons we heard about but this is even more terrible than all that amen and some sometimes we question our well, why would god send the allow people to go there god does not allow that is why he came he died on the cross so that all of us can get to go to heaven amen hallelujah so everyone who calls upon the name of the lord and he follows him will be saved amen anyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved amen hallelujah so let me make it clear hell was not built or created for human beings amen but guess what happened there is this battle and the devil's goal is to make sure that he pulls he's in war against god he's on war ongoing full fledged battle against god and his kingdom to pull, bring pull down uh, people keep them blinded keep them captive so that he could turn them away from god so anyone who rejects christ will be part of the kingdom of hell amen the devil's goal is that he will keep you in you and me in sin you he will keep us stranded he will keep us captive he will make us turn away from god and he will pull us to eternal destruction amen in the bible we read sin when we live in sin sin eventually will lead us to death amen but thank god that our god is still gracious amen hallelujah when we make mistakes thank god that we could run to him and he washes us when we make a mistake we can run to to god almighty and ask lord i am sorry and our god is faithful to cleanse us and forgive us and accept us and then we are washed clean and we are in freedom joining being part celebrating being children of god being the in the family of god amen hallelujah praise god hallelujah so on this earth we see the weed is going along with the wheat so that means evil is not going to go away anywhere evil is going to be here amen the devil has sown his seeds devil has sown his seeds through many ways amen so everything that leads you to commit sin there is a force behind it everything that leads you to uh, to to be focused on something else other than god's plan other than his kingdom plan and purpose anything that you and me do on a daily basis right that takes us away from what we are called to do there is a force behind it let's say for example tv shows right 
There is a force behind it. The producers. The, there is a force behind the people who write the story. There is a force behind who, who create apps. The, who build the algorithms behind all these uh, social media apps. There is a force behind it. Guess what? Devil is very smart. You think he's an old guy. He doesn't know what he's talking. He doesn't understand new technology. I bet you he's an expert. He's been learning this, mastering these things for thousands of years. You and me just lived for 20 years and we think like we know everything in this world. Some of us act like that, right? When we are, like, especially when we are young and we are like 20, 18, 16 sometimes or even 10 sometimes. We think like we know more than our parents. Because I can speak two extra words of English or little technology. We think we know everything. Amen? <laughs> but I want to introduce a, a much greater expert who knows, who's been experienced for thousands of years and he's scheming behind the scenes. So be careful what you download on your phones. Be careful what you download, what app you let your children download, what app you, you watch, what app. Because guess what? There are apps that get you addicted, right? There are TV shows that get you addicted. There is a WhatsApp that even old people in their 60s getting addicted instead of reading the Bible, interceding for the next generation. They're watching silly videos and laughing and having a great time and they can't even take their eye out of it. And I'm telling you today, there is a devil that is being Behind all that is taking away from the purpose and plan that God has for you and me. Amen. We are not just sitting here. We are in battle against the kingdom of devil. There is a battle going on. Amen. There is a battle that is happening right now. Amen. We are not like regular soldiers who just get ready for battle in season. There is ongoing battle all the time. That is why... We'll get into it. But just looking at the weed and the weed, it is in God's plan that he let both grow. Let both grow. And when I read that, I look at the weed. Who's the weed? Who's the weed? Anybody? People who, who rejected Christ, who belong to the kingdom of darkness. Amen? Anyone who's not a believer is in the other team. This is reality, guys. If you're not in team Jesus, you're in the opposite team. There is no in-between. There is no gray area. There is no audience. There is no middle field. Amen. There is nothing in between. Amen. This is why when you see people, your co-worker, amen, you know if he's not, he's in the other team. And you are a child of God. You have an opportunity to reintroduce him to Christ and save him. And you have an opportunity to take that weed by the power of God and introduce him to Christ. And that weed has an opportunity to become a wheat. When I read the scripture portion, I see that God let the weed to stay and grow till the last day because of his mercy and because of his grace so that you and me can stand strong. We can read the word of God. Stand strong in the Lord. Amen. We could meditate on the word of God. Get Receive power from him. Amen. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and be ready for this battle. Amen. And we, wherever we go, we will impact people. We will be recruiting people into Jesus' team. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll be recruiting people day and night. That'll be our top priority. Amen. Hallelujah. I went to see a house the other day. Just a little confession. But I, how easily we could be disobedient and uh, miss opportunities. I went to see a, little, a house, you know, we were, uh, and then I saw the homeowner was there actually. And as he was walking around and he was holding his stomach. And then he said he's in some medical condition he mentioned. And I'm like, there was this prompting. I'm like, i just meeting him for the first time. Let's just not talk business. Let me just pray for him, right? But guess what? I didn't do. I just continued talking. I left and I felt so guilty. If I offered him prayer when he was going through that moment, if I was sensitive to the Holy Spirit, that could have been an opportunity, maybe one soul and his family and his next generation to come and join Team Jesus. How many missed moments are we going to keep allowing to happen in our life? How many more 
missed opportunities. We are going to just keep allowing in our life. What is distracting us? Amen. What are we worried about? Amen. Hallelujah. What are we worried about? Where is our focus this morning? Are we really in the kingdom of God? As believers, do we understand that every believer, every child of God has been enlisted for a great battle? Amen. We have been enlisted for a great battle. Amen. We put the next slide. We have been enlisted for a great battle. We cannot be sleeping. We read when we sleep. When the children of God sleeps, that's when the devil comes and sows seeds. Amen. When we as parents sleep, he he sows some seeds in our home with our children. Amen. When we were supposed to be praying, when we are supposed to be spending time in the presence of God, when we are supposed to be fully involved in team B, practicing, going for practices, doing all those things. We were distracted by the devil. It is not your fault, amen. All you need to do is allow the devil and he will take it over, amen. The weeds doesn't need much space. They will grow, amen. They will grow. It doesn't take much space. They will, you just allow, amen. This is why we need to learn to stand in the middle of the weed. They're not going to go away, amen. But we could allow them not to sow any more seeds if we can be awake. If we stop falling asleep. Think for this a moment for parents. Our very own children could end up in eternal hell or kingdom of God. Our very own children could end up in eternal destruction. Are we doing everything in our power to fight? Are we doing everything in our power to fight? What we can with our ability, are we doing what we are able to do? But devil is smart. He takes us, he puts us through worries, let us worry about the silliest things, misunderstandings with family members, misunderstanding with people around us, uh, distractions in the world. He'll be, uh, make us worried about 401ks and retirement plans. You're, you're more worried about building a couple of more houses and having a retirement plan when your, your destiny of your own children is not guaranteed. You're not doing everything in your power and ability to, to make sure that your children, your family members are on team God. Amen? We have to get ready. Amen? So today, we're just going to get into the beginning portions of the scripture and we try, we'll try to understand how to get ready for this battle. Amen? Are you ready for the battle? Amen? Are you ready to be enlisted for this great battle? Amen? That is ongoing. Amen? Turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 15. Ephesians chapter 6. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all, the, all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. We are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be still stand, be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. And the body armor of God's righteousness. 
for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. There is more, but I'll, we'll just focus on those three for today. And I want to read the same thing from the Amplified Version, the second portion, verses 14, to 14 and 15. So stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and upright heart, and having st strapped on your feet of the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and readiness produced by the good news. You could put that image, Cassie, if you have it, of the armor of God. So, in Bible times, uh, when these books were written, they're referencing um, the arm, the soldier, right? The soldier. Um, this is like an, you know, enhanced version. This is what it really looked like. I thought that'd be cool, you know. Uh, this was looking cool, so I just used this image. And uh, a soldier has has couple of things, and the first one is the truth belt, right? The belt of truth, the belt of truth, and they. The soldiers used to wear something called a tunic, and that was a long, like a, like a skirt. Like, you know, if you're from South India that's the, and from a state called Kerala, uh, you're the only person I know who wears uh, something that looks like a skirt, other than uh, Irish people, right? <laughs> so it was similar. Hey, don't feel bad. The soldiers, army people wore it too. I guess nobody wants to laugh. That's okay. That's all right. So they used to wear a tunic, and that was kind of long. So when it's time for battle, they used to fold it, tie it, and tie other, like a lot of things are tied. And, and you wear a belt to keep everything together, right? You wear a belt so everything is in place, amen? And because, guess what? You are running for battle, right? You don't want to trip on something. <laughs> Let's say you're going for uh, Olympics, and you're in the track and field even, and you don't want to be wearing a skirt. Guess what? Nothing. I don't think you're going to win any gold medal in, with that, right? So if you, if you have no choice and all you have is a skirt, guess what? Fold it, tie it up, nice and tight with a belt, right? And maybe you could get something done. Amen? <laughs> it's the same way. The, the, the belt holds everything in place, right? The belt of truth, the, the armor of God... Putting on the armor of God to begin with is just putting on Christ himself. Amen. Putting on the armor of God is simply just putting on Christ himself. Amen. The, the, it's called the belt of truth. The truth, the knowledge of God. Amen. Convictions founded upon the truth of the word of God. Right. In, in, in John 8. 31 and 32, it reads like this. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen? And there is freedom. Amen? When everything's tied up, guess what? When the skirt is all rolled up and tied up, there is freedom. Amen? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to make South Indian jokes now. But anyway, uh, but you get the point, right? When you tie it all up and there is freedom to run, to freedom to do what it's called to do. That's what happens when we know God, when we understand the word of God, when we spend every day reading the word of God, amen? When we know the truth, the truth will set us free, amen? There will be freedom and we will be able to march forward in freedom, amen? The truth belt also talks about personal integrity, and moral courage. It also talks about how we carry ourselves. The truth belt also talks about how is our personal integrity when we walk outside of church. How is our life? Is it an honest life? Amen? When we live an honest life, guess what? There is freedom, right? 
<laughs> Let me ask you something. How many of you can unlock your phone right now and just pass it on to the next person? Amen. Amen for those people who can put your hands up. Amen. Some of us are struggling, right? Because there are things that could be shady. That could be borderline. Amen. That could be like not godly. Amen. But the point is, when we live with integrity, when we are the same person in the church, when we are praying, and we are the same person outside in your job, is the same person when you're watching TV, if we are the same person when you're scrolling through your phone, if we are the same person, guess what? The weed is still around you. There will be things that creep up into your phone, into your television that is not godly. Amen? But you need to be quick. And swift, like Joseph, run, amen, to skip that, to block it, to do whatever it takes to do. It will be there, amen. Evil will be there and the tricks of the enemy will be there to pull you down, to destroy you so that you don't bear fruits, fruits, amen. But you and me have to be quick and swift, ready for battle, wearing the armor of God all the time, amen. So we could be quick and delete, quick and block, quick and whatever it takes. I'm just giving you examples. But when we have a clear conscience, guess what? There is freedom. That's what the word of God says. You will be free to accomplish the will of God. When we know the truth. And the truth has set us free. We'll have freedom to accomplish the plan and purpose of God. Amen. That's why living a life of integrity is important as a Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. We just finished taxes. How many of you are 100% clear conscience that everything was done with integrity? Amen. Nobody talks about all this, so... The that's why you come here. Amen. Hallelujah. When you go and negotiate for things, when you go get, a, uh, get somebody makes a mistake in a sale, somebody gives you something by free, they dropped you into a store and somebody puts an extra thing by mistake from the shelf, what do you do? You are like, oh, I got something extra free and run out. Amen. Imagine if you are the owner of the business and your employee by mistake put two things. What would you want to do? Be the owner of the business. Amazon sends you something by mistake, what would you do? You would say, oh, it got lost, I didn't see it. But it showed up on your door a week later. What do you do? As a Christian, what do you do? It's, um, I'm hitting some areas today. Amen, right? Amen, hallelujah. Better you hear it now. Amen. Let our life be a life of integrity inside church and outside of church. Amen. Let us be one, the same inside and outside. Amen. Put on the belt of truth so we could be ready for battle. Amen. We are not living in some ordinary times thinking about vacation and retirement. We are in battle. Hallelujah. The next armor, it talks about the breastplate of righteousness. I'm not going to go deep. We have another powerful servant of God who's going to go uh, deeper into the same topics next week, so don't miss it. Be here next Sunday. Amen? Uh, but I'm just going to just touch on it and we'll close for today. The second armor I want to just touch on is the breastplate of righteousness. Amen? It is, it's a protective shield. It's like, it's like uh, you know, the, the military. We have a, a Nino here where he, I don't know anyone else in the Military or in special forces, police, anyone else? Nobody. So I, I was talking to him the other day, and like he, he when he goes, he's in the Navy, and if he, and he goes outside, he wears a what? Bulletproof vest, right? So you can be rest assured when you're wearing that, even if the strongest, the most powerful like weapon, not like somebody coming and beating you, like they could have a gun and they shoot. And if, if even then you will be protected, right? The breastplate of righteousness is like a protection over you, amen? Even when you, it's not something with your ability, 
It's just that you have. Amen? You just got to put it on and guess what? You're safe. Right? You just put it on and you're safe. You don't have to do anything to fight. That's something you just put on. Amen? Guess what? The breastplate of righteousness is simply the righteousness that comes from Christ. Amen? The righteousness that comes from you and me accepting him as Jesus as Lord and Savior. And and, and believing that he died on the cross. His blood is more powerful than anything else. And the blood washes us and cleansed us. And that blood is more powerful enough to protect us. Amen? And when we stand, we stand with this righteousness. Amen? When we stand with this righteousness, guess what? There is a default protection over your life as children of God. Amen? And the last one is the the shoes. The shoes talks about a preparation, preparedness in your mind, the readiness to do His will. The readiness to do the will of God. The readiness to have firm footing, to move forward and to save some weeds if necessary. That comes only when you yourself have clarity that you've been set free. Only if you and me have, we live in a place of clarity and conviction that I've been set free, I've been purchased, I belong to the family of God, I'm a child of God. Only when you and me have that conviction in our heart, we will be able to go and stand out in the world. Amen? So be sure-footed this. Be sure-footed. Wear a nice boot. You don't go with sneakers and fancy boots with high heels and go into battle. When you go into battle, it has grip. It has leather that is protection. It's slip-proof. It's oil-proof. It's whatever-proof. Amen? You're not going with Converse and Nike shoes and Jordans for battle. Guess what? You won't be able to. There is no time for laziness, distractions. It is time for battle. Amen. I want to close with this. Um, We are in a battle. We are not, I mentioned this before, we are not like regular soldiers. We are living in the end times. We are enlisted for battle. Amen. And some of us, we know all these things, right? We've heard all these things in church. Many years we've learned all these things over and over again. We know the Bible. We've read the armor of God. But still, when you look at our life, hmm, it doesn't look like we are in battle. Amen? When you look at our prayer life, still something is missing. Right? Amen? Still, when we look at our, how our testimonies are in our job with our friends, what is our testimony? Still, we are like, oh, man, I could do better, you know. Still, I, I go see somebody in, in, in somebody struggling, and I fail to even pray. Like, we miss moments. We miss things. I want to get better. We, we, we are so, what do you call, we know a lot of things, right? We want to do a lot of things. But when we look back, it doesn't, it doesn't fall in line. You know why? There's, there's a next parable that it talks about in the same chapter, in Matthew chapter 13. Next uh, parable that talks about, Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven is in verse 44. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and he sold everything. He owned to get it, get enough money to buy the field. All right, so let me just explain that quickly and we'll close for today. Um, There was this man, a farmer, and he used to go plow other fields. This is an elaborated version, okay? This is not in the scripture. Uh, So he, 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 you guys with me still? Uh, so he, there is this farmer, he goes and plows other fields, and he does this uh, for income. On one day he was plowing a field, and guess what happened? Is he hit that little uh, shovel thing, and, and, and he, he was digging a hole uh, to, put, 
plant some things or pull some weeds out. And guess what? He heard a sound like, dang. So guess what? He's like curious now. The earth should be just dirt. But guess what? There is a sound that comes. What was that sound? There should be something else in CADA, right? I get, I get all excited and you want to make sure nobody's watching you. Guess what? We all get all sneaky, shady. Oh, like just plowing like nobody knows. They stand in the same place like, you know. Like we're all good at it. Like pretend like, oh, nobody's watching. Let me see what it is, you know. Because he knows there is something in there, right? Something special. So then he clears it all out. Then he sits like a little box. And then he manages quickly without people noticing. He opens the box. Guess what? Somebody had buried it a long time ago. Filled with gold and diamonds and jewelry. He knows it was worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Right? What he does. This guy is a farmer. He quickly closes it. Covers it. Makes sure like there is no sign, evidence that he was there digging a deep hole. There was no evidence. He covers it completely and he goes, runs to his wife and he tells, hey, uh, we need to sell uh, everything that we have. Then, no, no. First he went and asked the, the, the owner of the farm, uh, how much is the how much is your land worth? And he's like, oh, it's worth this much money. Are you willing to sell? And he's like, yeah, I can will sell. If I get a good offer, I'll sell it. Then he goes and says, start sell. Go to his wife, goes to his wife and sells everything, right? He sells everything, and he, and he saves up all the money. It's still not enough. Then he he's like sell like even their wedding ring and everything else. He sells it, still not have money. Then he's like, you know what? Uh, let's just even sell this house. She's like, what is wrong with you? How could you sell? Like they're having this big argument. Finally, he sells their house and he, he has nothing left. He gets rid of everything and barely he makes the money that is required to buy the field. And he goes and buys the field. That's what happened, right? On the cross. There was Jesus found treasure in all of us. And guess what? He didn't just give everything that belonged to him. He gave even himself away. He gave himself away. The kingdom of God, the, Jesus is teaching, the kingdom of God is also so precious. You can't look at it like something small, something just like routine, something just religion, something just part of our life. It's something so valuable and precious. Amen? The kingdom of God is so precious. It is like a treasure that has been found. Amen? The worship team can come up. It's like a treasure that's been found. Amen? And we are not doing what we are called to do. We are not fighting the battle the way we are supposed to because our priorities are in the wrong place. Amen? I want to remind what Pastor Georgie mentioned earlier. What is the most important thing in your life? If the kingdom of God, if heaven, if Jesus is the most important thing in our life, Guess what? The way we do things will be different. Our priorities will be different. We will be always ready for battle. We will be always wearing the full armor of God. Always ready for battle. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It, stays, it takes not only to preach, to go do His mighty war, to win souls, to pull people from strongholds, but even to stand. Even to sit in your house quietly. You need the armor of God. Even to watch TV, you need the armor of God. Even when you're talking to your spouse and your children, you need the armor of God. Even when you talk to brothers and sisters in church, we need the armor of God. Amen. Maybe we don't understand the seriousness of what kingdom of God is. What is this great plan of God is. We don't understand the seriousness, seriousness of heaven and hell, hell is. Maybe that's why we miss that excitement. Amen. We have a little uh, plant in the house. Like Ansi likes to, uh, like once in a while, uh, cut a piece, put it in another thing. 
and she'll wait for the roots to grow and let's stand to our feet stand to our feet and she'll wait for this roots to grow and uh and she'll get all excited and i'm like oh my god and the best part is like when she sees uh and she'll take that and plant it in the soil like in a pot and then last two weeks ago a little shoot came out oh my god you should have seen the excitement on her face and she's like did you see did you see what do you see did you see i'm like oh okay but when you value something when you value something amen the excitement is level amen amen you're driven you you're passionate about it amen when you're excited about the kingdom of god when you understand the greatness the great things that god has done in your life amen the what the kingdom of god is and the dangers of heaven and hell the reality of this when you understand the truth amen you are excited amen your life will be excited we will be better than what we are right now amen hallelujah Guess what guys we don't have to do it with our own strength. Amen. We don't have to do with our strength. All we do have to do this morning as we sing this song is to rely on the strength of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I can do all things. Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things. I can battle this battle, I can battle tomorrow's battle, I can go through everything with the strength that God gives to me. Thank you for joining us this week on the One Church podcast. We hope you were blessed by this message and would take a moment to share with others. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify at One Church LI, or you can find more information on our website onechurchonline.com. If you are ready to give your life to Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior, please contact us at info@onechurchonline.com. Here at One Church, our vision is to see Jesus. We exist to reach the one with the love of Jesus and for all to live like Jesus. We want to see Jesus in each other and we pray and believe that there is more for you.